Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. title you know what's up we got primo on the line shandor is in the house it's just too thin and chill thanks for coming aboard jim you nailed the intro jim jay Beatty nailed the intro he nailed that intro jay Beatty's the man on am the i intro. on it's rob on am i still on are we still on you are on is this We're thing not. working? Yeah, let's get Primo hello world. up here. Hello, hello. Primo, what up, yo? Thanks for taking the time. And Shandor, thank you for putting together all the show links and everything. Oh, and buddy. We, we'll talk about your creative writing we skills later. banger of an episode. Okay, so now we're just looking at Primo. Primo, tell us what you're up to, man. Get us kind of up to speed on goings on. I mean, we know the old story. Most people that watch, you know. So tell us what's up lately. Uh, well, to be quite honest, uh, the last uh, couple days I've used uh, to recharge the battery. Um, I feel like uh, I came to a time where I got really drained there, and uh, I just needed to spend a couple days on the couch watching some movies, uh, taking everything in that's going on and making sure that all my uh, future actions are productive and that's about it. That's what's up right now, my friend. So you took some time off, recharged the batteries. What's coming up next? Oh, what's coming up next? Uh, tomorrow um, at the police station, there is a, um, I believe you would call, I don't know what to call it. I guess it's a peaceful assembly. Uh, I don't really know because I don't, it's real grassroots. I don't know who put it on flyers, just kind of started circulating. And uh, people, people are going. People are going to support. Um, it's from three until five o'clock at uh, the Niagara Regional Police Headquarters, I believe, which is in Niagara Falls. Okay, I I didn't expect this. Give me an image. You what? Sorry. Instead. Nothing. We're just. Uh... There we go. Perfect. Okay. okay now we'll I'm going to get... switch to that. So, thank All you, right. uh, Shandor. Pick up on uh, what we got here. Okay. We, wow. got, we want to take, we get your take on this, Rob. Right. Okay. But 
Everything's in order. Presented in order, of course. Oh, yeah. The Not out of order where we jump into the middle of the story. Right? Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's not you. We're just trying to figure out what's going on. So it's yeah, good to have you, Yeah, and I can't you, see Rob. any of that stuff, so. Okay. Yeah, there's so much for us to go through this week. We have three major stories we're covering today. The news bias of last weekend's protests, Biddle and Senzik's vandalism blame game of online hate, and then as you were just about to get into the police for human rights letters which you were instrumental in publishing as well as there's a protest that's popped up so yes there we go so last weekend was uh an event at montebello park called no great reset which you you which you came to rob and jim you were there too mm -hmm. so uh what's uh, what's your feeling on how the event went uh jim and, and rob what do you how'd you feel that day Go for it, Rob. Am I going first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? It it uh it couldn't have went any better than it did, really. Uh, it, there wasn't. I didn't feel like there was uh, a very large gathering of people, but uh, I found uh, I felt like there was a lot of people who were in the right spot uh, who found their people. Uh, it was really nice to um, have a smaller crowd and be able to connect with people and share like-minded ideas. Uh, I got to talk to a lady who, who was in tears and she was telling me how, you know, this entire time she's felt so alone and uh, she's had, you know, no one to turn to. Uh, her opinions are a lot different than her family and her normal circle of friends. So, you know, with all the judgment and divide going on, she's really had a hard time uh, finding herself or her people. And she just said, you know, like just being there and talking amongst the crowd with people and feeling the love and the good vibes. Uh, it made her, uh, it was, it was like a therapeutic experience for her. And, uh, that was really nice to hear because I feel like when I found this crowd and I started talking to Shandor and others, um, I was in her spot and now I feel like I'm kind of in a spot where I'm helping people that are in that spot that I was once in. Right on. For me, it was, um, you forget, uh, about people and how important they are. Right. And the connection. And for me, it's kids. I don't have any, and uh, they love me. Kids and pets, they're all over me. Even cats, which I'm deathly allergic to. Not deathly, but I'm really allergic to cats. Anyway, um, and people's stories, you know? I walked up on a per perfect stranger, and my first interaction was with her child, because it always is. I, I care nothing for the adults, only I, I'm fan <laughs> fascinated by young adults, you know, by little people. and. I said, what's your name or something? And she more than likely told me what his name was. Um, and then she said, he's really awkward after this lockdown in public around crowds. And I said, oh, yeah, you want me to show you around? And he came straight. I walked away like like I'll sh like and he followed me. And it was the most amazing. He fell flat on his face with his drink, spilled it all. I said, don't worry about it. Leave that there. We'll come and get it later. I knew it was done. And then. You know, he just followed me up into the, you know, I, point, I showed him where the bathrooms were, where the stage was, where we put the bands. And he was just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know. He was probably four. He was a big three. That was that was it. He was tall. He was three. But he was completely into it. Exploration, you know, mentorship. Here, I got an elder that's not my dad taking me on a little trip. It was, it was, it was heartwarming. It's always about the kids for me, you know, and... I wasn't planning on speaking, and then uh, 
sorry, Shandara was on uh, the screen with us and Rob, but uh, just showing her pictures of, you know, Leighton. You know, it was, um, I, I felt moved to get, and I do, I'm not the guy, I don't look for the microphone everywhere I go like everyone thinks I do. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm more a guy in the background. Yeah, I come out here and stuff. You sorry. Hold your mouth up to the microphone much. Is it the yeah. germophobia? No, no, I'm just... We got to yeah. hear your voice at these I'm, events, Jim. I'm awkward in public stick settings a lot. Unless I'm dirty. the MC and I've got the whole thing down and right. I'm running the show, me going up and speaking is very... It's a rare event. Anyways, I was moved to do that. One, because I felt like Shandor needed a decent introduction because he's been really key in this battle that I find myself with on the minority of my friends where everyone else just buys in. It kind of breaks my heart that everyone's just kind of buying in. So you guys are my boys, you know what I mean? In a time when we really need the men to come together and stand and lead and take the shots. And I don't know, man, it's a confusing time. But for me, that thing, it got me. And then I stuck around because there was another event afterwards and there was more kids and they had the whole pavilion taken over. And I just went up there and stood around for a few minutes. I'm like, like this is, this is heaven for me. Just watching kids running around. They're so fucking wicked. I can watch them all day. Anyway, so for me, it's and then you, you guys have kids, and you know, there's a shift when another being comes into this earth that's more important than you, and you guys fight for your kids, and I'm fighting for the kids, but I'm fighting because I feel like. Where are we? Are we really having these conversations about segregating people by medical status? Yes, we are. And yeah. you know what, Rob? The only hope I can have, and I'm going to keep saying this because nobody's invented it as a possibility because I didn't before I heard it. You know why vaccine passports aren't going to matter two years from now? Because coronavirus and COVID will be gone. Yeah, right. We don't even, we're not hopeful enough in this no. fight right now on the on the front line to even invent that as a possibility. I wish I could remember who suggested it to me. Someone recently. And I'm like, okay. wow. Wow, you're right. You're probably right. Okay. Like the last SARS came and went, right? Okay. Anyway. That's my story. <laughs> it's all about the kids. Yeah, I mean, it certainly well, wasn't a, a den of villainy collecting in Montebello Park. Um, and Opposite. Yeah, well, my me the message I had for the event is the same title of today's episode, which is the answer to demoralization is morals. And we've been demoralized uh, over the last 18 months, and it's come out in our own behavior. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean that collectively as well as individually. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, that's the message I, I was bringing forward to, and I wanted to play a clip of that. Um, and Rob filmed this for for us. Thank you. Just play a clip, quick a quick clip, to sort of set the tone of what values and principles were being championed um, on that day. Oh. Cool. I don't think I'm ba breaking that bail condition now, but I want us to reflect on what the hell kind of bail conditions are those. Yeah. For four months, I've been sitting at home, unable to organize an event like this. I mean, I guess I could have, but every time I do, I'm risking my liberty. It's not fun being in a cement box. And it's not fun communicating to the public that that's what happens to you. I want to inspire you, not scare you. What kind of example did I set? Did I scare you by getting arrested? Did you not want to get arrested yourself because you realize that it sucks? 
I mean, it is scary. And it does suck. And so we've been demoralized. And to me, the answer to demoralization is morals. I know, it's a turn of phrase. It's a little cute little word play. Demoralization, the answer is morals. Well, I mean, I don't want to be a square or anything. Yeah, so I basically go on to say, you know, don't swear in public, don't throw rocks, don't insult people, um, <laughs> be your best self. And then, of course, the event was about other issues, but I did hit that, hit that point. The answer to, to demoralization is morals. Um, I'm someone who went into a shopper's drug mart and peeled up stickers, which is an act of mischief. And in this, in this speech, I made, I made the comments that I reflected on that um, about what kind of example that might have set for, you know, for others. And I, I criticized that. And I wanted to make sure that we um, get that point known because of how the reaction in the public and the media uh, for the, the following day's events. Um, the reaction in the media for this story, well, Alan Benner uh, interviewed me, or at least stood there as I talked to him, and uh, with his microphone out as if, and I, I conveyed the same message to him that I'm talking about right now, and he said that it was a good message, but it wasn't good enough for him to quote a single word out of. Uh, my name, our names, our purpose was not included in this uh, coverage of this, of the event, and instead... Uh, anti-vaccine protesters are putting themselves at risk says mm -hmm. Hergy. so we have a protest and the Niagara Daily's platforms Dr. Hergy. it doesn't matter how hopeful you feel after speaking to one of these Niagara Daily uh, news right. outlets it does like, it, it's strange because I'm so resigned and cynical and pessimistic now after being through it for so long and then being on the other end. I used to get positive press, if you can believe it. <laughs> like I was, they used to like me before. Oh, sorry, you're down a little bit, Primo. Um, but it, it's strange how, you know, after you leave, I said, so the, so the media was here. Yeah, Alan Benner was here. He's, you know, he's never done me any wrong, which is totally like us to, like, until you, until you knife me, I'm not afraid of you. Right. right until you attack and he's not me, a twitter bully you're good right yeah, he's never he's on not. twitter i actually don't know what his bias is what did i say to you? Did, did i say something to the effect of oh yeah well let's how see how because you said it was a very good interaction a good conversation i controlled him you know i think you you got your right. message across right and then the just to ignore him completely i don't even think we were prepared for that <laughs> we were prepared to at least be made to look bad not just ignored but well, there you go uh, again you give a 20 minute interview to a press guy and he doesn't use one single quote. It's like Bill Sawchuck on the beach. Mm -hmm. Talked to Tim for 20 minutes and never quoted him. That's fine. Yeah, I, I seen him uh, speaking with Shandor, and I was standing with Shandor at that time. And when I seen him approach, I said to myself, you know, Shandor uh, is really good with his words and whatnot. I, I'm just going to take a step right out of here, and I'm going to try and, and make sure they engage in a good conversation. Because I think it's so important that that mainstream media gets the hold of some of this stuff because there's nothing bad going on like they're portraying. So I, I, I once again, I had a, a little, 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 little bit of hope that just maybe this good conversation would come out publicly. And, and I was so inspired that he showed up 
that I even went on stage right away and grabbed the microphone and said, guys, I just seen something happen. And even though you all conducted yourself beautifully, I was, you know, we've all been so upset with mainstream media the last couple of years for, for the divide they've caused. But maybe it's time when they do show up, we make sure we respect them and we give them a chance because here and there we're seeing, you know, like they'll cover a little bit, like one story out of every 300 stories against us. Maybe they'll throw us a little bone here and there. So I was very hopeful that day that uh, with all the families around and kids playing soccer, uh, parents connecting with each other, some parents going on the platform and talking about alternative education plans. Um, I was really hopeful with all the, the positive connections and good messages and good vibrations that day that maybe there would just be the smallest amount that would help uh, stop this division. But of course, he didn't mention a thing. The description of who was there, why it was there, what was happening. Um, instead, just the uh, accusation that we're putting ourselves at risk and the implied accusation that we're putting our children at risk, um, which sucks. Thanks. Yeah. So this yeah. guy here on it, the left in this photo, this is the fella. So after the event was sort of starting to wrap up, suddenly this guy shows up and starts throwing up his middle fingers and saying, fuck Trudeau, like he has top at the top of his lungs. And the, the kids were all around him and they had to like vacate. The parents start taking kids away from the guy. And then we're like, all right, I'm out of here. I grab my kid and I see that Alan Benner's there. And Alan Benner is someone I met one year ago at Niagara Region when we did our protest there. And it was a fair protest. And actually, he did a fair report conveying what our views were. What's that? I uh, just wondering if you're having some technical problems here because I'm no. looking at your phone having an incoming call. Oh, it's fine. It's all good. Oh, you did throw your picture off, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you flipped the camera on its side. Okay, we'll deal with it. Go ahead. Sorry. Right. Sorry, we were just a little yeah, Give me another thing. screenshot. I'll flip over to you, and Primo can narrate. What, what's the next clip? Well, we're still telling the story of... Okay. Uh, Benner, okay. Of this guy, of Benner. So uh, Benner is someone who uh, I uh, felt comfortable speaking to and felt he was going to quote fairly, and I knew that the next day we'd get the Grant LaFleche debunking story like, oh, those crazy schmucks or whatever he would use, you know, anti-vax people. Um, but Benner himself didn't even quote it. And, uh, you know, it leaves, one, it leaves one wondering the question of what the, uh, what the editorial discretion is, uh, what, what, the, what decisions they're making. Because these guys, Benner and LaFleche and, and Sawchuk, they have their own biases, sure. Uh, and a lot of it comes through. Uh, quite clearly but a lot of the time we actually don't even know what was hacked by the editor uh, how the editor reframed it did the editor say oh so this event was about exposing klaus schwab we can't cover that and uh, you know what you got to do instead is just call up dr herji get him to throw them under the bus and then uh there's your byline alan so i mean i don't know um maybe alan wanted to quote me maybe alan was interested in quoting me maybe the editor wasn't i actually can't know that and I have to just simply cope with not knowing that. Uh, even though I asked Alan, I mean, I did tweet at him saying that he owes me an explanation. I don't think he owes me anything. Uh, as everyone knows, there was vandalism over the weekend. And uh, Alan Benner connected it to uh, the rally we had. And this is why I played the, I played the example of, um, of what I said earlier. 
is because it, connecting vandalism to our event seems seems contradictory when the the principles and values I was promoting um, were against that. So I just wanted to be quite clear what principles and values I have in that this is unfair to connect the anti-vaccination rally uh, to us. There we go. So those were the first, that was the first uh, protest on Saturday. And then there was a protest also on Monday. Here's Rob Primo introing it. Oh. There we go. Oh, so is that as long as it is, nice job, Primo. You're, Thanks, man. You're so much better at that than I could ever be, man. I just, I'm okay here. Man, that <laughs> uh, that uh, I I could get choked up on that. That going there that day, um, it reminded me again of why I just can't stop doing this. I have days where I wake up and I want to take a step back. And I should take a step back some days. I just can't right now. When I go there and like, I mean, we had an interview, you remember it all. When I'm talking to students, like we're talking students here, like the one girl is like going into her fifth year of, of uh, criminology or whatever. And like these people are being denied an education simply based on making their own personal informed medical decisions. It doesn't matter if you're for a vaccine or against it. Everyone, in my opinion, every Canadian should have the right to choose any kind of thing they do medically. That's nobody else's business. And, uh, you know, I talked to another gentleman that we may have a clip of, I'm not sure or not. Uh, now, I didn't even ask because it's none of my business. So I didn't ask, but he belongs to a religion um, that vaccines uh are, go against his religious belief and uh this gentleman cannot attend school and this gentleman even went on to tell me that he also has never had any other vaccines in his life before uh based on his religious beliefs never had a vaccine and now they're trying to force him to get this vaccine so he can go to school he's even provided a religious exemption which brock university has turned down Uh, what's going on? Well, it was good to get uh, the reaction from some of the kids. Kids, they call them kids. Are they kids, really? Like, I don't know. They're uh, young adults, let's call them that. And to hear, I think his name was Kevin. I'm not sure the other girl's name, but... Lisa, I believe. Oh, uh, no, I didn't talk to Lisa. I talked to okay. Andrea or something like that, I think. Okay, right. Very, yeah, right. Just really likable young adults. And so, again, I, I, I get where your emotion's at because, you know, just stop fucking with the kids. I don't know how else to say it. Don't fuck with children. 
(laughs) Don't master. I I don't mean that in the literal sense, in the sexual sense. I mean, stop fucking our kids. Like you're masking our kids. You're insisting they segregate in schools. You're making them afraid of everyone. And God help us, please. The only hope I have is that this is all for naught. It's just a lesson because a couple years from now, we won't care about this shit. It just won't be a thing anymore. That's that's definitely not true. This is a program. I can't live in a world this where a this is the program. This isn't just something that's <laughs> going to fade away. If you ignore it, it's not going to just go away. And you're right. It should, if it wasn't a program, just fade away. If it was just a virus, but it's a program. It's the flu. Okay. All else, all other flus were canceled in favor of this one. Yeah, but now this is the Let's new just call order. it what it is. This is the Great Reset. It's not just going away. Right. Okay, so it matters, of course, a whole heck of a lot. I understand your point, I think, which is that if it was just a flu, then we wouldn't need vaccine passports. You got some? You yep. got an image for me? I'm going to yeah. flip your camera around. Um. Well, I mean, the way the same thing happened... Uh, to the Brock protest in terms of media coverage that happened to the Saturday protest, No Great Reset, where uh, a group of protesters went on location to make their voices heard, and then the media used it as an opportunity to platform someone else. In this case, the immunologist professor um, McNeil, Adam McNeil, the very same who promoted and advocated and got the petitions going for the mandate, he got a platform in the newspaper with Alan Benner. And this report by Alan Benner starts after a weekend that saw the three deaths of saw the deaths of three Niagara residents. About sixty people gathered outside of Brock University Monday. So those sixty people, of course, gathered in contravention of the three deaths. Which I think is this is as full screen as it gets. I think that's uh, uh, that's sickeningly propagandistic. So that's not a good thing that they said that. That's pretty awful. Uh, Typical, though. And then later in the day, right, later in the day, uh, Niagara this week's Mike Zettel did a report. Zettel? Yeah. Okay. Mike Zettel did a report. Very fair report. This is the same thing that happened in May when Musa Imran did a report with us. Uh, Niagara this week did a, it seems like there's a different editorial mind or something they're just willing to hear people out and not uh, necessarily editorialize and breathe uh, their political views into everything so I don't know what Mike Zettel's pol- uh, political biases are and that's a good thing um, but I do know what J- Grant LaFleche's are and he replied to the Niagara this week story um, uh, let's see here Right, so let's do homage a new tab, right? So we can do it like this. And like, I don't want to read this crap. I just want to point out that uh, <laughs> Grandma Flesh here says a couple of fact checks worth noting with the above story. Niagara PPC candidate T- Peter Terrace says, vaccines are meant to boost your immune system. They're not meant to allow you to go to a movie or a school. And Laflesh just goes on to claim that he's, you know, debunking it. Uh, and I just think that's just typical of the flesh. He also mentioned I, the organizer, Lisa. That's this lady. Or she wasn't the organizer, but you know she's the the one who who set it up and got it started. Obviously, the students are are intimately involved in this, and she's a Brock member herself, being a former student and a 
uh, former employee or employee currently. And so this person gets dunked on by LaFleche for Film Your Hospital, just for being an admin of a Film Your Hospital group, I guess. Wow. Um, so that gets a little wow, LaFleche mention. I didn't mention. see that. I know. I have to keep digging for this, for this garbage. <laughs> Let's see. And so that's... And then CHCH got in on it, so this might be a bit hot on the mic, so you, we'll just... Okay, I'm riding it. Yeah, so it's just CHCH uh, showed up. There you go. That's a video courtesy of Lisa on, on TV. There she is there. Policy came into effect last week, which means only those who are vaccinated or meet limited criteria for an accommodation will be permitted on the St. Catharines and Harrison campuses. There you go. So was it true that those, I, was it true that those uh, that CH showed up at the end when everyone was leaving? That's what I just wanted to clarify. Uh. CHCH showed up when I was leaving at twelve fifteen. This started at ten o'clock. And I'm still happy that they were there and they covered it. However, I want everybody that's viewing this to know that 75% of the people who were engaged at this rally had already hit the road when they showed up. And I personally believe that's on purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't know that, but I believe that. Well, it's funny that none of the cameras were rolling at the very well-attended Freedom Celebration out front of uh, Justin Trudeau's hotel and the craftiness of the war room to dodge us thinking get us thinking that he's showing up at the at the quality looking for him to drive in when he's been there the whole time and he's leaving blasting his horn as he goes and i don't know how word got out or who tipped him off but it seemed like somebody that was there went oh no they're going to the atlas steel building for an announcement. Well, we already had people over there. The RCMP was there in the morning. So they've deliberately said, yes, there's an announcement at 1030 at the Comfort Inn. And then I don't know what time the logistics were, but somebody in the war room is clever. And this is what they do. They wait it out. And then when the last of the radicals are left, the sparse, really uh, vocal, enthusiastic, radical kind of people that are there to hey, the middle end. Yeah. The hangers honors. Yeah, whatever. They Jim. don't show the critical mass. Yeah, Jim. go ahead. Yeah. Break, breaking on the Jim Fannin show. <laughs> you want to know how we found out where Trudeau was headed? One of the police officers went up to somebody they confided in and said, he's gone. He's going over to Valbruna Steel or whatever. Uh -oh. And that's how everybody headed over that way. Dissension in the ranks. No, I, And the reason I'm saying that on purpose episode. is because people need to know that all the police, are, not all of them, but police are getting sick of this stuff too, guys. And You're they, talking about the feds they, though, right? Not the local guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking the about the feds. Yeah. 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 The See, feds were all RCMP over that place. Officer. You know what? I, I do not engage. I don't look for the cameras. I don't look for the feds. You know, if I'm going to be beside a guy, I don't mind talking to him, but I don't normally go up to them, engage them in conversation. We're there. We're doing a thing. They're doing their thing. I'm doing my thing. I like to watch them from a distance. As long as they're human, I'm human. And I have no desire to interact with the guys. I, in fact, I went across the street to get a better shot. 
And I wouldn't have got that shot if I just had, you know, I was wandering. I met a couple guys I knew, but uh, somebody in the war room knows what they're doing, but the media purposely doesn't cover the critical mass. They stretch it out. They stretch it out like they did at the Atlas Steel building. And then by the time that bus left, there was 20 people. So they're, they're not stupid. They're, uh, and you know what? I was sitting with a guy that worked at that steel plant, and he said, I didn't strangely get an invite to this. I said, why do you figure? He goes, well, I got a bumper sticker that says fuck Ford, basically. So they're probably, no, I'm not on side. But he said he knew there was only one way out of that place. But the whole thing was divide and conquer. You divide them at the, at the hotel. Then you divide them at the place because there might be another exit. And you divide and you divide. And it's just, it's, it's the logos of today. It's divide, divide, divide. We're all victims of it because our family, whether we want it or not, is being divided by every single issue that comes down the pipe now. And uh, yeah. I don't know how you white pill, but I'm eager to take it, a double dose of it. The answer to demoralization is morals. Yeah. So that means look at yourself and make improvements. You're full screen on that now. Well, um, next week we have uh, an event on Thursday. So I wanted to throw that in there just to change the topic. We've we've covered our previous protests from last week on the, the, the news bias that occurred in it. Um, links in description. So check out all of those posts uh, to follow up on, that, on those things. Uh, next Thursday, we're calling on professionals against vaccine mandates to join us and stand in unity uh, at the Niagara Region headquarters during the Niagara Region Council meeting. So from 5 till 7, Thursday, September 23rd, calling on police, first responders, teachers, professors, nurses, and anyone for bodily autonomy. And, well, we'll see what happens there. That's something that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, it doesn't end until we unite and just say no. Is the slogan, and very simple, very straightforward. Uh, Going back to you. Hopefully that'll be what uh, what takes place next week. Primo, thoughts on the way out? I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're a busy guy. Oh, I'm good, man. Keep me as, um, like, thoughts on the way out of the show. You guys are good. This is all you need. I don't know. What else you get to hit? What are we doing? We got something else you want, you want to get Primo's take on? Uh, day, well, bro. I've got three stories we're covering today. All right. The first story is the media bias. The second story is the vandalism, which we haven't yet addressed. And then the third is the um, the police letters, which definitely involves Rob. So how are you doing for time, Rob? Good. You image. Oh, I'm good, man. Okay, right on. I got right. all um, the time in the world you. for you guys. Okay, I want to make sure. <laughs> cool, man. So, you know, just touching upon the theme, and this doesn't really have anything to do with Rob or you. Uh, touching on the theme of um, of this episode and really what inspired me to start you know, saying these things uh, um, about how we have to watch how we talk is, uh, is these kind of interactions. Um, now, here's a post from Carrie Porter where she said that she just had sat down with Peter Terrace in a debate and she connected his ideas uh, to fascism. Right? Uh so, uh, you know, so she said that Peter Terrace blamed immigrants for everything from housing to the economy. Now, as others have already commented, it's not immigrants, it's immigration. And, but she says this line of discourse is not only wrong, it's fascism. So I'm not really surprised. What's she not really surprised about 
Well, the murder of Prajat Singh, 23, a Sikh international student, was murdered in Truro, Nova Scotia. So, I mean, that is absolutely outrageous. Totally outrageous, Carrie. Totally outrageous. But you know what? This response from Chad Lantazio, Lance Tatazio, is not a good response. This is exactly what I don't want to see from people. I, I loathe to be associated with someone who speaks to someone like this. He says that you are seriously retarded. You virtual signal a man who has nothing to do with what you're talking about to pull heartstrings. Peter's done none of those things. You other than a hand fear-mongered and sounded illiterate. The whole fucking debate get bent. That's not a really big deal. It's just typical interactions. But this is, of course, sending it directly to Carrie. She didn't seem to pick up on it. <laughs> I thought she would. So now the thing is, I, I messaged Chad asking for info about Carrie. Chad decides to attack Carrie, and I don't like that. I mean, I'm trying to hear, sit here and be a reasonable person talking about ideas and not engage in this kind of stuff. So I just wanted to actually be honest about part of what inspired me to say, like, let's start being good people. Now, I'm not yeah. saying he's a bad person. I'm saying that the way interacting with people like this, this isn't even the harshest example of it. No, well, this is also an example of a guy that suffers no lack of passion, just like all of yeah, us. Yeah, he's got and, a lot of passion. And some of us are better yeah, at adrenaline even... control and filters and stuff like that. And I'm the last guy that's going to get on a guy for using harsh language because right. I know well, what it's I, like. I'm trying to I get know, on everyone for our harsh language. I know that I'm some a parent. people have a I'm a dad a, now. Have a heavy, it's, uh, uh, an issue <laughs> you know, with the important. R word. I used the R word the other day. My video growth was, was was retarded in the beginning, and then it blew up. Yeah. Is that good? Are we good with that? Are we all right? Okay. Anyways, go ahead, Robbie. Well, no, I was just. I, I think what what Shandor's uh, saying is uh, is good. Like we really do need to evolve because the media paints us as like these terrible, terrible people, and we're not. And, and we, we got to start showing them with action that we're not like the slightest example. I went to uh, the grocery store before I came on here with you guys and, and I was in no frills and you know, you pay 25 cents to get the cart or whatever. And I was going to put it back and the lady says to me, oh, I can give you uh, a quarter and then I'll just take your card. And, and you know, just the smallest thing I just said to her, oh no, keep your corner and, and uh, take my card. So I said, you have a fantastic day. And I walked away and just like the littlest, dumbest thing like that, because she probably came up to me, seen me without a mask on and thought like, oh, this terrible person who wants to kill everybody's grandma with no mask on. And then she has an interaction like that with me and she realizes, you know, oh, this guy's a decent human being. He just doesn't want to wear a mask. He's not the way they make him seem, you know? So I think the way we conduct ourselves is really important. Chad's a good buddy of mine. He's awesome. He plays a pivotal role in this fight. He comes up with good content. Uh, I agree with dropping the R-bomb. I mean, I come from a social work background. I've been advocating for people with uh, intellectual disabilities for 15 years. So um, I find it a little bit offensive, but I'm uh, I'm over it now because yeah. I know that Chad doesn't actually mean it in that derogatory way. He just And I talked to him it. for an hour after that, and I was – I mean, he was – he was it was kind of a hot thing at the mo at the time right, right? he like was I, not happy that i had I'd said to him like hey stop but i think he's he's whatever like i spoke i spoke to him for an hour after that and um i thought it was a good interview he gave like he like and i specifically went after him and said hey i mean i suffer from this too but like and i get the idea of trolling trolling is a tool 
that's used to demoralize and to frustrate and to provoke and all that kind of stuff i've become better at it maybe it's maybe it's unproductive i don't know i think it's necessary so i appreciate it a little bit so i asked him you know especially you know because he he leads a lot with his faith and if you're going to lead with your faith, then you got to be accountable for it, too. I try not to lead with it because I don't want anyone to say, hey, you know, I don't make a big deal out of it. And I'm not, you know, but uh, you could see him. He squirmed a little bit on the conversation, which I knew I hit something. And it's an awkward question to ask a man like, dude, how do you balance? You know, like I mock everyone equally if they happen to be a woman then so be it. I'm not mocking them for their womanhood. I adore women, you know, so I asked him that, and I think he answered it pretty well, and it's a decent conversation. So, you know what? More than what comes out of our mouth, yes, we need to be responsible for it, and yes, there's no place in front of children for certain things to be going on, but uh, anyways, I thought his conversation was was genuine sure, absolutely. and authentic, and so I appreciated the conversation with him because I was a little hesitant. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the radical end of things but hey you know when it comes down to getting press uh you know not that it's a big deal but what i was frustrated about with the Lori ip thing was her lack of respect for all religions and if i hadn't used the dfc the most abhorrent thing that you could ever call a woman it would have never got any attention so sometimes it is the language that brings the attention to the issue so i say right, but that was only used against you devastatingly no no Oh, yeah. That was used against... And yeah, for a period of time. I mean, I'm still here. Yeah, you're still... <laughs> definitely. Um, I, to Anyways, me, it's not I even the language. I love this shot. We're going to go over to, to me, the Chris Biddle jumping over the needles. To me, it's, it's not such even a beautiful the, uh, video, uh, picture. It's not even the language. It's um, because, the you know, swearing is the language of the people. And the people have their voice. And this is the voices of the people. And true the people enough. are speaking. So if they're going to speak in the language they're familiar with, which includes a lot of swearing, that's true. But as advocates, if you're mm -hmm. going to try to speak, communicate across class Absolutely. lines, my whole point is about communicating across class lines mm -hmm. and communicating across party lines. So on your own little platform, you can say pretty much what you want. But if you're actually reaching out to someone, going into their space, do not be vexatious. Mm -hmm. do, that's the whole thing. It's yep. actually not the F words. It's the vexatiousness. Yeah, and that's you're right. my whole and point. I, you know, you I, can say f words if you're saying it funny. Mm -hmm. If it's a funny f word, like you know, ah, oh, what the fuck? In the mainstream, it's like I told Rob and other people. If you want the mainstream media to pick up your chance, you can't say, you can't say certain things. <laughs> you need to make your chance funny, or at least G-rated. You know. So, anyways, it's funny. I used to. I went from like being in the mainstream media literally like once a month, and I was like looked at as a superhero in my community and now i'm like a villain <laughs> it's crazy you're a superhero in my eyes rob <laughs> you're a monster Thanks, buddy that's all eyes. that that's all that matters you're a monster all right. me, brother and you know what good on you for uh having a clear head i know you don't mess around with the alcohol or drugs um, you know, this has been a tough time for those of us that do lean on alcohol and drugs. I don't care if it's sugar or nicotine or food or sex or porn or there's all kinds of addictions. We all got them. Don't you tap. Know? Yeah. And um, it's been really easy to be weak and hit the bottle. I'm not a big drinker because drinking screws me up way too much the next few days. I'm an abuser. I can get tricked. Yeah. I like playing cards with my boys, and we get carried away, and I don't have just one or two. I could have, but I get 
And I allow myself to get tricked. So I'm an abuser, an occasional abuser, but it just ruins me the next day. But I know a lot of, of other people that uh, are of not. Of substances. A lot of people are suffering right abuser now. Abuser of what? Of substances. Yes. Not of, just an abuser. Oh, whatever. Uh, don't take Jim, Jim Fannin out of context there, folks. Yeah, I don't care. Take it out of context. Take it out of context. Jim Fannin admits he's an abuser. You've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of me blathering without a script. You show one. You show me one person that says I'm an abuser of anything other than drugs? <laughs> right. All right. Back to, uh, okay, we got this full screen up. You and me in the corner there, so look pretty, Shander. Hey, this is uh, this phone's about to die. This is the uh, the back end of Chris. No, it's fine. It says 10% battery. Really? It's draining. I don't know why. Draining as it runs, we might not get to see my pretty face anymore. That'd be a shame. Yeah, next. So the big story of the week was the vandalism. Mm -hmm. The vandalism. Chris Biddle, last night while my family and I were sleeping, someone came onto my property to vandalize my car. This was clearly an attempt to intimidate me and my campaign. I am disheartened to see this, so but scared. I know this isn't who we are as a this community. This makes me stronger. Mm. Only makes me stronger. So, Spray you know, snow on my car. Yeah. So we've got a uh, we got a very thick lined snow spray spray snow it doesn't really it look doesn't, like paint but you know i'm not in forensics right i'm not a mm -hmm. forensic analysis i'm gonna door knock the house later we'll find out you're just gonna go by yeah well that's the thing is who knows where chris lives not me everyone knows do they all know yes was it how's it it's not hard to find dude have you okay. ever driven by the pen <laughs> <laughs> all right well that happened uh, and was reported as happening, and it became viral. Oh, I can't see the retweets. Oh, it became viral, um, <laughs> minor viral. You know, people blaming uh, the political opponents, which is a little bit uh, awful since nobody can know how this happened or why this happened. <laughs> um, let's see here. I wonder if the political race is so close that someone would want something like that to happen to cause some attention towards them. Well, that's not the first wow, time a, I've heard that what theory a ponderance. Hmm, where, What a ponderance. Hmm, very interesting. Right? Members of the public were saying... It's like we scripted it. This sort of junk. <laughs> we can see on screen uh, here. Going back to you. Yeah, we just got some of the examples of what people uh, were saying in response to uh, this news by Chris Biddle. Um... You know, not hard to guess who's responsible. Best revenge, vote for Chris and get him reelected. You know, so I don't know why Boom. they think that uh, they know who did it. Uh, Jim said, Jim Sainsbury here says, this is the next level scumbag stuff. How much, how far must this escalate until PPC and CPC denounce these trolls? All right. You ready to denounce vandalism? You ready, Rob? Oh, <laughs> Who's who? Who? Hey, listen. You know who does vandalism? <laughs> the the vandal is the guy that has nothing to lose. I don't want to call him a loser, right? But he's lost mostly everything already, and has no the, faith in by anything else. Getting picked up on some security camera is not a deterrent to this individual. Right. This individual has nothing to lose. Again, I'm not calling him a loser. I, I could you could call him that because you think he's a multiple time loser right now this man guaranteed if this is I mean you know you know how small the chances are this is a woman the same amount of respect that we 
Okay, let's. Are you going to something? Well, all, whenever you're ready, just setting it up for yeah, you. Okay. I got uh, uh, Walter Senzik's response here okay. to Chris Biddle, you're the up. vandalism at, at Chris Biddle's. So we'll take a quick look at that. The matter of the fact is, is that we're all human beings. The, the, the matter of the fact is, is that we're all human beings and we should be treated oh, this is the, short the same version. amount of respect that we would you expect. You know what we so want the is the long version. We really do because of, because of the, uh, the quality of the comments. So we have a two-minute version, two-minute clip here of Walter Sensing. Uh, where he's going to describe sort of his response. And I think it's interesting. Before um, we go, Primo, you got any thoughts on this? Before we hit the video? Thoughts okay, on, sorry? Uh, well, first on just Biddles. Just the whole event. Um, yeah, Biddles, Biddles, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, you know, like, there's so many different possibilities that I think the worst thing they could have done was just point the picture or point the finger at, at a select group of people. Like, there's such a divide right now, and... We definitely don't need to promote any more acts of hate or violence or, or, or whatever could possibly transpire out of this. I mean, it's way offside. It's way unfair. Um, I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, you never know who this could have been. This could have been this could have been someone's uh, someone whose daughter might have commit suicide during a lockdown and has finally had enough. Like, I don't know. And I, that's a, I know that's a wild assumption. And that's yeah, why we only, shouldn't assume things. To your own your own biases on it too. I mean, yeah. it could be someone from a completely different perspective who, who knows him personally, who knows him for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. And that's of course all of that is granting that it wasn't some sort of inside job, right? All of mm. that is the speculation of it's granting that there's some reason this happened and it wasn't pure cynical optics manipulation. Resident who is. So we got this response here from Senzik. And following up on the election, I just want to briefly comment about uh, the incident of vandalism that took place in St. Catharines on a St. Catharines um, resident who is the St. Catharines MP currently and also a part of the federal election currently. And um, it's unfortunate to see these kind of incidents happening. It's disheartening to see this in our community. Uh, there's been an increase of, of harassment when campaigners are visiting doors. Uh, when other candidates are going door-to-door, uh, -door, they're getting met with racial slurs. And this oh, is here in our community. So when people say that racism doesn't exist in St. Catharines, uh, just on. listen to what some of the candidates... I, I thought that, that, that him mentioning That's that weak. would have been uh, notable for, for us today. Just Wow. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get that. Right. So... Ouch. This we'll finish the comments. Mm -hmm. kind of hate that you're seeing with um, that vandalism that was taking place and those kind of behaviors is not something that, um, that, that I think any of us would ever condone. And it is a poison to democracy. When people talk about democracy, they don't talk about that kind of democracy. They don't talk about the freedom to be able to express your hatred towards someone or oh to be able to vandalize some of the property. That's not democracy. So I think just people need to just, just understand that when it comes to politics, there's healthy debate, which I think we all uh, appreciate, but that divisiveness that's come into this has to stop. You know, it's not healthy for anybody. So I know I know all of council sports the this feeling because we're all elected of folks. We go door to door, and we we, we we see the feedback that comes in on social media. This is not a new phenomenon, and the online comments that have that have been surfacing over the past little while Shut up. Um, is just a, an example of the, the what, what I guess what people feel that they can they can freely do on social media without any kind of retribution. But the so just to cut him off for a second there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so he was talking about the vandalism 
of Chris Biddle, but also had to include racism on the campaign trail and online hate comments. So that's where uh, this clip is going. We'll finish it up. The, the, the matter of the fact is, is that we're all human beings and we should be treated with the same amount of respect that we would expect. So the person who did the, the, the spray painting, would they want someone to show up at their house because they don't agree with their position to spray paint their front door? Of course not. It was a cowardly act, and I hope they catch the person. But I think the people who are, are push, pushing these kind of these these kind of acts, or who are encouraging these kind of activities, uh, they need to stop and they need to check themselves as well. So, who who's pushing vandalism? No one. I don't know anyone who's pushing vandalism. Who do you think he's referring to, though? Oh, the radical. Uh, hate groups. Who are they? Online. How many? The I've never actually seen Niagara's these hate groups of the world. Oh, so you do? Do you think he's referring to us? <sighs> yeah, definitely. Well, that doesn't make me feel so great. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Wally Senzik. Uh -oh. Okay, Wally Senzik was the head of the Grape and Wine when they changed their name and rebranded as the Niagara Wine Festival. He was the GM at the time, head of the board, uh, to my understanding. Wally Senzik was also the GM of the St. Catharines Greater, uh, St. Catharines Thorold Chamber of Commerce. St. Catharines Thorold Chamber of Commerce was a decently sized group. Uh, Wally Senzik fought to bring the, all the, uh, what do you call it, the chambers under one roof and call them the Greater Niagara Chamber of Commerce, except no one came. All they did was changed the name of the St. Catharines Chamber of Commerce to the Greater Niagara Chamber of Commerce. And Welland kept theirs, Niagara Falls kept theirs. It's not the Greater Niagara anything. It's just a branding thing. Wally Senzik is one of the most exclusionary entrepreneurs, leaders, or politicians of our time. I know it firsthand. As a Green Party guy that was always looking for a space, always looking for a way to hang out, I wasn't in his little clique. So I wasn't helpful. And you see how that's manifest in regional politics with the control over the press. Grant LaFleche used to write glowing reports about my debate performances because I'm good at it. Right. This all changed. And what you're looking at right here is one of the biggest bullies that excludes people because you're not in his little clique that gives him money. The Nagger's ever seen, ever seen. I don't know about. I know a lot of the mayors before this tool and i choose my words because well, because i don't want to get lost up i've got a lot i'm fired up but this is the biggest bully this city well, the, has ever seen in leadership and for him to call pretty out pretty extreme statements Dude, those are, those are pretty harsh do you statements. know the mayors of this town i mean okay, i've been following them for a long time this guy has been a bully for a long right. time but it's so just it's, hypocritical for him to call is, uh, people cowards. And, well, yeah, yeah the people committing sure. violence are cowards, absolutely. But well, they also have nothing to lose. He certainly know? he certainly has, uh, in the statements he made here, he, he port portrays himself as if he engages in open civil debate uh, at any given time, um, which isn't which just isn't, isn't true. But even if, even if so, uh, obviously, uh, no matter how much of a bully he is, his, uh, his property can't be vandalized everyone knows that but what, what it kind of looks like is a copycat or a uh, or the same guy did it did it twice so we'll actually get to see what uh what happens next we have here uh he says act that comes in on social media this is not a new matter the fact is, is that we're all human
he, he says uh, the phrase, um, you can see it actually right here quoted. He says the phrase, uh, my front door. She takes and a picture. He's actually referring to like speculatively, you wouldn't want your front door to be vandalized. Uh, but then not even eight hours later, his own front door ended up looking like this. And this is an image through the, uh, the Niagara dailies. Um, you know, on the left of his yellow door, it says fuck communists. And on the right, it says communist NDP. Uh, and then we also have some images of the, uh, of the car as well. Um, this one is also courtesy of not courtesy. We just took it courtesy of, of Torstar. And this one here from, uh, I think CTV CHCH. There you go. So you can see what the damage on, uh, on Senzik's car looked like and on his house. So this was, uh, just a few days later. So just to bring everyone up to speed on what, what we've been tracking here is there were a couple peaceful protests and then there were a couple acts of vandalism and then the acts of vandalism were associated with those who might support the protests. So there's a particular political optical game or optical phenomenon taking place uh, right at the moment where we're trying to be taken seriously and pre mm -hmm. present ourselves as, um, as good, nice people. Above. Right then, suddenly, the opposite appears at the same time. Um, the answer to demoralization is not vandalism. The answer to demoralization is morals. Amen to that. Um, and it, it speaks to the lack of political engagement or knowledge of the said vandal because what the, like, Walter's he, commie might be a good cut, but I mean, NDP, what's NDP got to do with it? Like, I just don't, like, yay NDP? Well, he's not NDP. I mean, I think he's a chameleon politically. He just kind of goes with... Yeah, you can't take any of that at face value. I just, I look at it and go, NDP, communist? How is that even relevant? Like, it's just, it speaks to a lack of political education or astuteness as far as... It, it seems kind of like mean. what a liberal would spray paint if they wanted to make it look like a PPC person did. <laughs> oh, like That's what it kind of looks like. <laughs> <laughs> a little. Next slide. All right. We've got uh, here Peter Conradi. You remember last week, uh, Jim, on, the, on your show, we talked about Peter Conradi and uh, how he had called out WTF Niagara because of a couple comments in the Facebook feed. Um, well, after the vandalism at Biddle's, Conradi... Uh, uh, once again referenced his concerns about WTF Niagara. Um, so Conradi, prior to the vandalism and prior to our protests by a couple of days, reached out to a lot of the influencers uh, and, and politicians in Niagara through Twitter and asked for uh, intervention, some sort of criminal intervention on WTF Niagara for hosting co uh, posts that had comments which included calls for um, justice, uh, which would result in hanging, but I, it's really very, we talked about it last week. It's not like it, it sounds there. Um, that, but that's what he's referring to here. Uh, so too is wanting to hang the met, sorry, to hang the medical officer of health or arrest a St. Catherine's counselor. So, so here's Conradi connecting the Biddle vandalism directly to our group, which, uh, that's some, uh, it's some bull Peter it has nothing to do with us. Uh, and if it does, do you think it has anything to do with us, Jim? 
Do you think one of our listeners is uh, counting all the reasons why they should commit their next vandalism? Is that why they're here listening? No. I think it, anybody that's on side with us knows the importance of... Uh, Talk? Yeah, what we're doing and engaging in conversation, knocking on people's yeah. doors and giving them flyers and trying to you know, convert them to PPC voters right now. Right. The, the election is the most important thing we are facing and it's a chance for everyone to have their say so if you're not out trying to just if if you're doing anything that takes away from getting another government or a new purple wave rolling you know i'm biased in this department then you're not on our team you know i'm back to your full screen absolutely let's get rob's take we've been yammering her for a few minutes while he's been listening in Sorry, say that again. Yeah, hit it. What are your thoughts on it? on uh, the whole like vandalism situation? Well, I mean, Absolutely. just the fact that I mean, here's the here's what they're trying to do. They're trying to draw the line to yeah. our radical groups where we think out loud in a public forum. We all know it's public. I think we've been trolled a couple times by a couple of anonymous count, uh, accounts that come in there. But the idea that this would come from inside a group like ours, whether you're a PPC or, oh. or, or, or don't mask the children or, you know, we're against lockdowns that are killing people in far greater numbers than the virus ever would. Like, I mean, now we're like you should see the comments like we are radical because we don't want our kids masked. Like, yeah, uh- I'll just say how I really feel about it. I think they're cowards and they would love to see something bad happen to us at all measures. We've already seen that. We've seen Senzik before put a call out for the police to come and get involved in, and uh, arrest us all at protest. Um, even though Senzik was at a protest under uh, a political st- or a provincial stay at home order. So you know what? I don't have too much to say other than I'll just say straight up. They're a bunch of cowards and uh I think they would love to see uh, bad things happen to us. Next on our screen here is uh, we got a hot take from Niagara Health's CEO, Lynn Guerrero. Uh, so Lynn says, referring to both vandalisms, this senseless, cowardly act and the sim. This senseless, cowardly act and the similar act attack on the St. Catharines MP Chris Biddle's home last weekend are an affront to our democracy and a threat to our community's well-being. It's like, why do you even have an opinion, Lynn? I mean, it's a pretty obvious opinion to have. Oh, I'm against vandalism. Why does Lynn Guerrero, who's a well-paid CEO and president of Niagara Health System... 300 plus... 300,000 plus of of public dollars. Um, She happens to need to have an opinion. I condemn these attacks in the strongest terms and offer my support to all of our elected officials, those aspiring to hold public office and their teams who devote their time and energy to making our region a better place. Okay. I just just think that it just shows how political everything is, Mm -hmm. including Niagara Health. There's no reason that she needs to weigh in. Hit her primo. Sorry? <laughs> no, it's all right. Well, let's, we want to take a listen to uh, to what here. Uh, we got another Alan Benner report. 
he took the opportunity for the um he took the opportunity to of the of the vandalism to uh talk to a brock university professor um maybe even on your screen look him up while i'm talking liam midzane gobin um he's a decolonial professor his 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 speciality is decolonialization um he he had some comments about the vandalism and uh it, it comes back to the same thing uh social media facebook twitter online hate forums so the fact that there was vandalism the influencer class those who read the mainstream media and those who take their advice from it um are having this university professor uh, suggest that uh, there's this echo chamber of of this kind of hate that just continues on feeding itself so i mean like i think rob what you just said was great um because they're really acting like it's it's some sort of cynical division this divisiveness that we're inventing out of nowhere and promoting uh it actually actually the process we're going through talking it out showing people what's going on uh criticizing it um expecting reaction all of that is non-violent all of that is part of the solution the solution is talk it out um so you know for the for an act of violence or vandalism to take place and then you go and basically blame the people who are in, trying to engage in the solution that's not it's not really helpful i feel like we're being kind of antagonized don't you yeah absolutely i mean we spend the time going on a show like we are right now and talking about everything that happened and giving our personal opinions on what happened and we go about things the right way the professional way we, we're talking about issues we're talking about current issues and uh to, to just have those accusations thrown at the group as at a whole is just uh it's not fair at all touching on that whether or not you know we can't know for sure the legitimacy or the sincerity of these vandalisms we, we really can't know it's not no. fair for us to say one way or the other if it was an inside job or not. Um, it's totally fair for us to raise the questions and to point out whatever evidence we think, uh, you know, in terms of one's speculation that supports one's opinion. Uh, I'm not taking a harsh or strong position in that either way, and I can't in this next case, uh, which was a few weeks ago. Uh, we had here Bill Blair reported that um, a bunch of his lawn signs were plucked out of people's lawns and thrown into the woods uh, however astute observation uh, may indicate and show that these things were never put in the ground <laughs> you on screen with them yeah yeah these things were never put in the ground and yet bill blair former police chief of the city of toronto police force um and current liberal candidate investor in cannabis that's okay that's right uh super yeah. ironically um so that's just a case of you know suspected false flag attack where you're going to blame your political enemies oh poor me i've been persecuted you should vote for me uh i think it's bull in my opinion and i just want to bring that in as another case study in comparison to these incidences um this Bill Blair one is obviously a little less bad. Like, look, you don't go on someone's property and damage it. 
Uh, and don't even peel up social distancing stickers. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, they're very different actions. There's totally different actions. So... It's ha like people have such strong opinions though. It's happening everywhere. It's not like it's just happening to these guys. Like I was telling you, you know, I think I've gone through maybe 15 to 20, no more lockdown signs this year. People come to right. my house and they'll rip them off and, and they'll take them down the road and they'll toss them or they'll bring scissors and they'll shred them. I've had my tires slashed. I had people threaten family members of mine online. I've had people tell, get in my inbox and tell me they're going to kill me. Um, these are things that nobody should have to deal with. But what I'm trying to say is, unfortunately, when we put ourselves out there and in the positions we are, or political positions, people do this and it sucks. It's not right, but it does happen. And I've, it's happening to me currently, you know. Um, it is what it is. And so it's hard not to uh, eye for an eye or uh, uh, fight fire with fire. Um, but indeed, the point of antagonism and the point of goading the public is to get the worst out of them, to bring the worst back out of them. And so it's important for us not to be antagonized. Uh, if somebody calls you on, on for a fight, take the high road. That's my opinion, and I know that you uh, have been doing that. So I you know, appreciate that. Yeah, man, I've always been one to think that, like, really, your actions are way louder than words. Even, you know, no matter where I am, I try and keep the peace and keep the love going. I think that's the most important message right now. Like, right now with what's going on in Canada and everyone being divided with this vaccine passport, it's ridiculous. Like, it's everything our country is against. Everything that we were taught, we're doing the exact opposite right now. Well, I want to say a few things. One is I want to say that uh, no matter how bad these bastards are, never hit them back. Uh, yep. No matter how much we point out how uh, egregious their actions are, really, the, the pointing them out and telling the truth, I think, is far more powerful than some sort of punitive act of, punitive act of response. And I've got a clip here I was going to throw to, and this is a bit of a, fl a flashback clip. I've got a clip here of Chris Piddle from May. Um, some of the viewers of the Jim Fannin Show and followers of WTF Niagara may remember... Um, when Chris Biddle referred to anti-vaxxers as a societal scourge. Um, so, I mean, that is actually kind of threatening language. I mean, imagine being labeled, and the, the, he did label me and, and this other individual, Jeff, specifically as a societal scourge. I mean, that sounds like if you... Sounds kind of Hitlerian. If you say it in a German accent, they are a societal scourge! He kind of really indicates, like, how... Um, what you plan on doing with them, but even if so, so don't let them goad you, of course, is my message to the public, but I wanted to remind people of exactly who we're talking about. And we're talking about liberal MP, Chris Biddle, who took a comment on a WTF group, took a comment on a group, and turned it into a tweet where he added the guy's school, he added the school where his kids go to school, and stimulated a temporary hate mob against one of his own residents and voters actually someone who who volunteered for his campaign jeff uh jim jeff volunteered for chris biddle's campaign donated him money gave him his vote and got thrown under the bus for just making one little comment 
So I've got a little bit of a flashback video here before we switch to our next topic, and then we'll be wrapping up the show. Uh, the next topic will be we'll talk about the police letters, but I wanted to just remind us uh, about this. So I got a clip from a previous episode of the Jim Fannin Show. Members of the government, he started to engage in cyberbullying and attacks against Jeff and myself, and frankly, you know, the entire movement, whatever you want to call that, they right. call it anti-vax, anti-mask, COVID-19 deniers. Um, but they are identifying us specifically and uh, and generally to uh, to defame us all. Um, and the individual in question was Chris Biddle. So liberal MP Chris Biddle was, was this comment was brought to his attention or he was scrolling through and found it. And at three in the afternoon on May 24th, he decided to um, launch into an attack on Jeff. Um, and it was an attack on Jeff because it um, unnecessarily called him out, misrepresented what was being said, and tagged Jeff's children's school in Biddle's tweet, um, which is remarkable. And by itself, we should pause and consider what that is. Member of the government, liberal MP, a member of the ruling government, government didn't like a comment on the internet by Jeff and tagged Jeff's kid's school where Jeff is the president of the parent teachers council. Um, so that's what Biddle says in the tweet. Oh, I heard that the one of the cowards is a, so we, do we have Biddle's Biddle stuff? Yeah, Biddle's up right now seeing a couple anti-vax, anti-mask idiots attack the local city, uh, a local city councilor over their children's needle anxiety is absolutely appalling. Then to find out one of these cowards is the president of a local PTA is especially shocking. I hope that at CSC, what's that, Monover? That's the school. Okay, follows up. Wow, this type of harassment is wholly unacceptable. Look what he's engaging in. Counselor at Littleton STC, St. Catharines is lucky to have you. What the? It's just so, like... It's so political, everything. Thank you for sharing your daughter's story, and we need more people telling these stories. To, they, these people are not trying to bring us together at all. Finish that, finish that tweet, Jim. <sighs> we need me, more people say? telling these stories to help get us closer to herd immunity. Anti-vaxxers are a societal scourge. You're damn right they're not bringing us closer together, Jim. Wow. Societal scourge. He, members of the government, he started to... There you go. So he brought... Uh, you back up? Yeah, we're up. Yeah, so you got here, Chris Biddle called me a societal scourge, and I still don't call for vandalism against him. So uh, that brings us to our next topic, and our next topic is something... Just a quick little thing, so... Uh, Maybe we could skip it because we wanted to hit the next thing. But you know what? I need to hit this. I need to hit this quickly. Sorry for holding you on the line, Rob, but I got to hit this. That's uh, okay. On September 16, 2019, racist spray-painted vandalism appeared on a resident's fence, producing collective guilt and admonishments from all corners of Niagara's influencer class. So here's a, a screenshot of racist graffiti from 2019, the 
N-word appeared on a residence fence and Donna St. Hilaire's fence and it was shocking and sent waves across the community of condemnation. This does not represent who we are. Um, of course it doesn't. Uh, the blatantly racist word painted on her recently installed fence left her, quote, flabbergasted. Well, a couple days later, Niagara Region joins anti-racism coalition. Uh, in the comments of that meeting, they said, well, we haven't had our, our fence spray painted with, uh, with racial epitaphs, but my son comes home with stories of racially charged name calling. And so as a result, uh, 25 to zero, Niagara Region passed joining the UNESCO Municipal Inclusive, Inclusive Municipalities Coalition. Okay, the municipal, the inclusive, it's so hard to say these, these duck speak words, the Inclusive Municipalities Coalition, which is part of UNESCO, which is part of the World Economic Forum. I have a screenshot here. So here's uh, Laura Yip's campaign from 2018, which was called Reset the Region. And uh, at first it was called the Canadian Coalition of Municipalities Against Racism and Discrimination, but they shortened that down, thankfully. Um, Reset the Region, Laura Yip. This was her policy. Uh, in the presentation, we have here a... Uh, corporate feminist using World Economic Forum screenshots about closing the global gender gap. This was one of the reasons Niagara joined the Inclusive Municipalities Coalition, I guess. Don't really know what that means, but I do see the sustainable development goals there. How very interesting. I wonder if that would have been very popular if they had just come right out and said all this stuff for, first. If, and if, what if this never happened? What would have been the political context of this debate here if there was no collective guilt and moral imperative that we have to join it or we're going to be still, we're going to be racists, like the guy who spray painted the fence. We're not racists. And so about a year later, they did the signing ceremony. And here's a picture of what that signing ceremony looks like. It's a famous picture for us in, in our group, a famous picture because all of the mayors except Bilesma are wearing a mask. This is them joining the... Inclusive Municipalities Coalition. Uh, and there you go. There's just another example of how a random appearance of graffiti can and does influence regional politics. I needed to hit that. All right, next story. You guys ready? You guys ready for the next story? Rob Primo, this is why you're on the show with us today. Uh, other than us, other than us loving you very much. The Help you wipe my sweat. Hold on. Yeah, oh, nice. Hey, <laughs> I got some of those. I use them for toilet paper. All right, we we appreciate you very much for many reasons, Rob. And but you are the point person. <laughs> like you are the theatrics. You are the man oh on God. the spot with uh, a pair of letters that have been released. Um, you say through uh, from an active duty Niagara Regional Police officer. Um, the first letter called Inclusivity Equates to Pro-Choice, Waiting Between Worlds. This letter was shared on September 12th, so that was Sunday, and now has 180 shares here, as well as being blasted out on other, on other channels. So I'm just going to quickly present a couple of facts, and then we're going to get your, your overall commentary on it. So then, Awesome. This, this is a little funny tidbit for you, Jim. Maybe you saw this earlier. Uh, from that letter, um, it was screenshotted by 
Emily Spanton. And then in the response, Mel Holm replied, how about we just defund the police and be done with it? File this in arguments as to why. So Mel Holm is currently the Green Party candidate, a Green Party candidate in Niagara Falls. And here saying, I guess jokingly, might as well just defund the police. I mean, they're calling for human rights and we can't have that now, can we? So that's an interesting little screenshot. Then, uh, so I'll get that, and then we'll we'll touch on this, which is that Grant Grant LaFlesh covered the first letter by focusing on the fact that Chris Sky published it and completely didn't recognize the true story, source of the story, uh, which which precipitated, which caused so that the uh, the quotes by LaFlesh include quotes from Seb Sabarin, who is Niagara Regional Police's spokesperson, who says that they believe that the group is small and have a differing view regarding the pandemic than the vast majority of members. As a result, the officers decided to send a second letter through you, and so this is the second letter where the group uh, doubles down and reinforces its, uh, its position. So that brings us pretty much up to speed on the Niagara Police United for Human Rights letters. Uh, what do you, what's going on with it now? Um, what's happening with it? Uh, I guess there's not much you can say about how you got this kind of source, but um, I mean, has anyone from the media contacted you to confirm my claims and your claims that you are the uh, source of these letters? Nope. Um, I think they know better. Um, this is the this is the issue at hand. It's not a small collective of officers. I, I there I have talked to several officers. When I started going to protest a while ago, I started thinking that a lot of the things the police were were enforcing, not so much locally, but at different protests, were a direct violation of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom. So I started trying to give them the respect and time of day, and I would go up to them and I would put my phone in my pocket and I would turn it off, put it away, and say, "Hey, listen." This isn't for the camera. I want to talk to you guys one-on-one. -on -one. Are you okay with what's going on right now? Are you okay with these laws? Are you okay with what you're enforcing? Do you think this is the right thing to be doing? Do you not realize you took an oath, you know, to, to uphold the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom, and you're not doing that due to this emergency order and this special clause in the uh, Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms? Now, I've had a lot of mixed messages from different police officers, but I could say as a collective, different agencies I've talked to, not just the NRP. This happened in Hamilton now. This has happened in Toronto now. Uh, this, where else did I talk to? One in Kitchener, um, uh, Brampton. There's been a whole lot of different places, man. And as a collective, just police officers in Ontario, most of them agree that this is a direct violation of what they stand for and the oath they took. And they're all scared of getting punished or reprimanded by coming forward. And they need to come forward in numbers. And when they tried to come through the right way internally through the headquarters, they were set back. They were jammed into a corner right away locally. So now they have had to take other avenues to try and come out with their beliefs. And these police officers, they're the good ones, guys. They're not doing anything wrong here. Uh, you know, 
they, they really did take an oath and they serve and protect the people and they work for the people and they are funded by the people. Uh, it, they're loyal to the people, not the government. And they really want to let the people know that without losing their job. Uh, they, they need to get that message out there before we end up uh, in a situation like Australia's in right now. And I'm sure you guys have seen a little bit of what the kind of things that are going on there. And there's a lot of good officers that do not want to see an us versus them kind of thing because it's very dangerous what's going on there. And I salute these brave officers who want to take a stand against this now and make things right before it's too late. Absolutely, we do too. Um, and and, 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 and I just want to focus. Right? Like, just, that, that just goes to show it, you. That just goes to show you that um, if you had spent your time with your mind made up about them, swearing at them, then you wouldn't have bridged a, built a bridge with them and they wouldn't be in a position to communicate with you now um, to the public. So, I mean, you're, yeah. you're embodying the very principle that we've been trying to promote, um, which is, you know, set, set aside your, you know, assumptions and, and your hard feelings and, and, and broach, broach these topics with people. And, and it might, it might turn out, might turn out well. Now, so far it's turned out in terms of them feeling comfortable uh, using you as an activist to getting this message out there, that's actually quite remarkable by itself. I don't, it's not normal that you'd be like, hey, how do you get this message out there? Let's get it out through the activist network. That's really quite interesting. Um, yeah, and you know what? It's, you, uh, told me uh, earlier, I don't want to mention her yeah, name because it's it's. Uh, I haven't asked her if I could do that, but they're putting trust in, in activists and activism uh, locally because another girl who's really has a pretty strong voice in this movement and is involved in activism. Uh, she told me that, you know, like a police officer reached out to her and that's how this whole event started too. Uh, like they started uh, talking to her about having like a community protest in support of the police officers and that the way they were going to come about it is that police officers were going to show up in civilian clothes and support it and let people know that they're pro freedom, they're pro choice, and they're not for the medical party. Uh, that's if I just said that word right or not. That's that's been going on. Apartheid. They don't want any part to do in it. No part of apartheid. Oh, sure. Well, that's good to hear. That is apartheid. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, it's an Afrikaans word, which means apartness. Uh, and and I think we're seeing we're seeing a true. We're gonna know next Thursday when we're gonna ask. We're gonna we're gonna ask tomorrow. Police officers. And, and whatnot, can you please come and stand at the region too? It's going to be very professional and very peaceful and, and very right. But we need we need everyone to see that, you know, That's it's right. not a bunch of yahoos standing together like Doug Ford tries to say. And, and we're starting to see the trust and realize that not only do we need the police for things, they need us for things because I understand that even you had a, a conversation with an officer today, she or he, I don't know. But, uh, you know, they're putting trust and faith into activists because they know that we all need to work together to see a better Canada. That's right. So, I mean, we can't exactly confirm um, who's starting this event, but we know that there is an event tomorrow, the event at Niagara Regional Police Headquarters, which the address is 2 
there's no address here. 57 Valley Way, Niagara Falls, Ontario, uh, from 3 to 5 p.m. on Friday, September 17th. There will be an assembly um, to support the letter. It says here at the bottom, in support of the inclusivity equates to pro-choice waiting between worlds letter uh, circulated by anonymous NRPS members on social media. Um, so in support of that letter, there is this event. Uh, and then secondly, and separately, next Thursday, one week from now, uh, we'll have the Just Say No event at the Niagara Region headquarters. And so, you know, we're hoping and calling for uh, first responders, police, teachers, etc., to join us there for a de unity demonstration. More information would be available on that soon. So... Uh, let's just quickly talk about the Chris Guy uh, angle was, on this. Um, I Chris, was just going to ask if I could clarify that. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about the Chris Guy stuff. So the phrase "just say no" uh, first appeared in media in the '80s thanks to Nancy Reagan's "Just Say No" campaign. Um, it has been reappropriated recently by Chris Guy and others to just say no to the mandates. Uh, they're only mandates; they're not laws. All you have to do is just say no. So this event is called It Doesn't End Until We Unite and Just Say No. And I thank Chris for his ad advocacy uh, and his clear, strong messaging, um, which we've all benefited from. Uh, but at the same time, I see this tweet from Chris uh, on a press release I know came from Rob Primo, which says, Niagara Police Double Down, only from Chris Sky." Okay, Chris. I actually asked him, "Well, what do you mean?" I didn't really, really hear a response, so I don't know what he, I don't know what he meant by that. But it came off to me as only from seems exclusively, Chris Guy exclusive, and that's just not the case. And that kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm autistic and I'm really very, very specific <laughs> about things. And like I know that's not true, but uh, that took place, and I'm like, okay. So then we have this event poster was released on the 14th. Uh, but then it was updated, and it was updated to this second poster. So the first poster has the p police building, the address, all the information. The second poster has 20% of it taken up with the names Chris Sky and Mad Dad, which I think kind of takes the whole attention away from things. Is this a Chris Sky event, or is it an event uh, for, the, for the officers? So I, I just thought I'd throw those couple of points out there and give you the opportunity to, to address those kind of perceptions, those kind of thoughts. I know that a lot of people on our side um, both appreciate Chris Guy and are a little bit leery of the circus that may surround him. So any thoughts you may want to contribute to the event that's taking place tomorrow? Yeah, so I mean, I don't want to uh, speak too much to the event because like I said, I'm not putting it on. So I, I actually don't really know what the plan is, but I think it's kind of like a grassroots thing and people are just going to show up and do whatever. However, I can speak to Chris guy's presence being there, which is on the phone with him last night. Um, the only reason Chris is going here is because he's been villainized and, and we've seen that for a while now. And he wants to make something clear that he stands beside any police officer who's doing the right thing and getting out in front of the right side of Canadian history. And as somebody who has been targeted by the police a lot in the last year and a half or however long it may be, um, I think personally for him, uh, it makes 
it, it, it's some sort of healing for him to be there and see them do the right thing and stand up and, uh, you know, take their oath, like take their oath pretty serious, uh, to uphold and respect the Canadian charter of rights and freedom. This isn't a thing. This isn't about Chris sky tomorrow at all. And, um, I might even be, or I am willing to take some blame for that. Um, I know the police officers would like to see as many people um, in the community there tomorrow as possible. And I mean, we all would, because why wouldn't we want to support them on this? Um, so I kind of use that as an opportunity to say, hey, Chris, let's go together. And Chris was like, yeah, I want to be at all of these things that the police are doing. You know, like he wants to be there for them and he wants to let the blue know that even though everything that's happened, he backs them and that they can help us get through this. So Chris isn't even allowed to be at a gathering with a hundred people. It's against his bail conditions. So like, he's going to be like down the road somewhere tomorrow, like sitting at a table or something. And if any officers have a question for him, they're going to be able to go down the road and ask him if they would like, um, like a shirt or whatever. He said, he's going to be giving shirts and books away to them. Um, this isn't like, oh, Chris is going to show up. Everyone's going to smother him. He's going to jump on the megaphone, do his United non-compliance speech. We've already had that here in Niagara. We already had that a couple of weeks ago. This is nothing like that at all. So you're right. The flyer is a little bit misleading. So that's why I want to clarify this. That's It's going to be nothing like that at all. So now secondly, Mad Dad coming. Mad Dad came to Niagara and gave this, I call very powerful speech to the police. It was also very intense. Uh, I think at some points he might've crossed the line, but at the same time, he didn't, if that makes sense. Like, I think he really gave it to them. And I think they kind of needed to hear it the way it was presented by him, basically because of his background in law. So I think he wants to come tomorrow uh, to do the same thing, just support and say, hey, you know, like you guys are doing the right thing um, with the tyranny going on right now. Like I can't work in this system currently either. Uh, we need to stand up together and fix this. And uh, yeah, that's the plan. This is all about the Niagara Regional Police taking a stand and, uh, you know, upholding the Charter of Rights and Freedom tomorrow. This has nothing to do with Chris Sky or Mad Dad. They're just there to be a part of this and watch it happen and and encourage officers to come forward absolutely that's good to good to hear that clarification and and all of that so that we know uh what's going on um and then just one week from now will be uh the event i described at niagara region so that's still kind of the specifics of which are up in the air but i mean uh it, with any luck, we'll see some support from members of the community that we've been referring to, uh, referring to police and police members. Um, you know, I, I made some comments this week that I wasn't necessarily impressed at first with anonymous officers um, finally drawing the line when the needle was coming for their own skin. I mean, I, I can appreciate that everyone has their red pill moment and maybe that's it. Uh, maybe that is their red pill moment. And so, I mean, I made some comments about uh, how the, um, you know, are they against mandates or are they against being mandated? And uh, really at this point, if they're against being mandated themselves, that at least means that they're not in a position where 
Uh, well, at least we're mandated, so of course we're going to enforce you being mandated. So that does bode well. Um, hopefully we can see them standing against mandates uh, in the future um, with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> everybody's got an opinion and a different view. And, and I, I think one thing we need to do is realize that, you know, medical segregation on all levels is just a terrible idea. Uh, you know, this country's worked so hard for to become so inclusive. We're like the most inclusive country in the world, almost, I would say. And uh, to all of a sudden just be completely divided. Actually, I just made a video earlier, just really quick, I'll mention. I noticed like there's a hockey league in Welland that uh, a friend of mine puts on and he released the rosters. So all the four different teams with different players. And I thought to myself after seeing it, I said, you know what? This league's been like a tight men's league for like 10 years now. So looking at the roster, I can actually tell now who's not playing this year because they're not vaccinated and who's playing because they did get vaccinated. And now everybody can tell that because he put this roster out there. So now I wonder if this person's kids aren't going to play with this person's kids anymore because now they know the parents aren't vaccinated. And I wonder if this person's going to be judged because they didn't get vaccinated because of a religious reason by this family. So like the smallest things like a hockey roster now are telling such a powerful story. They're, they're letting you know about someone's religion or someone's medical background or whatnot, it's giving us access to way more information than we should be entitled to. Society, split society. Every issue, it seems like every issue is designed to divide. And I don't know where it's going, but I hope I'm right. I hope we don't have to worry about this in two years. I hope that everyone is wise enough to look back at the own at the impact on their life of lockdowns as compared to the flu the coronavirus covid whatever and look back and go what the hell were we doing we based this on a on a four percent mortality rate it's way less than that we overreacted we jumped the gun let's get back to life i don't know i'm yes. living that hope that's all well, i got it doesn't end until night. And if we all, if we all start doing our part, like, I mean, you guys both are, I know that like even having like doing these shows, like we're doing right now, this is way out of my comfort zone. I mean, I've gotten a little more comfortable now that we've done it a few times. I'm, I'm starting to ease in, but we, we have to share messages and we got to talk about things. And when social, when mainstream media puts something out, that's completely bogus. I think we got to jump on this platform and talk about it. And then maybe 30 of my friends will see it. 30 of your friends will see it. And hopefully eventually we're making a difference because I don't know what else to do other than keep fighting against the system right now. Like yeah, stay on the path. Well, you can't just fight the system. You also have to fight your own vices. Mm, amen. That's so right. The answer to demoralization is morals. Right. I keep, I keep trying to come back to it because I know that I actually haven't been the best ambassador for my movement. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been an okay ambassador. I've been an eye-catching ambassador. Mm -hmm. I've been someone that people notice, mm -hmm. but I'm also someone people already know. I think it's important to take responsibility for your ways of being and how they show up and how they can be unhealthy mm -hmm. for everyone involved. Right. I have my ways of being. They're, they, I go back to them all the time because I'm a machine. I'm a human. Yeah. I go back to my old ways of being. It's... 
it's difficult for me to be um, all these good virtues that I ascribe to totally all the time. You know what the thing is, though, Jim, it's that everyone is uh, under the hammer of hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is, seems to be the greatest insult you can give to someone. If you can identify hypocrisy, then they suck. Which and so if you, is so if you don't have ideals, then you can do whatever you want. Oh, good but point. But if you have ideals, then all of a sudden you have to be held up to your own ideals. Mm. And so the hammer of hypocrisy is always looming over us. And we use it over all of our opponents as well. Mm. Everyone is using hypocrisy as a weapon, and perhaps they should. Perhaps that is part of the purification of the soul. To have our internal inconsistencies pointed out and so that they can be addressed uh, uh, with sincerity. So, I mean, so when I point out the hypocrisy of my my opponents, I'm actually asking them to... to Return the favor. In a way, to return the favor. Or, 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 you know, uh, I'm not saying that I'm perfect by pointing out anyone else's hypocrisies. But I am actually asking them to resolve their internal inconsistencies. Um, which hopefully doesn't mean an abandonment of ideals, but instead means um, a fulfilling, a, a, a more perfect version of yourself, to quote Obama. Right? We are not the America we should be, but we will become a more perfect union. I wish I had him on camera for this. The camera died. Uh, the camera timing. died. The camera got, died. I've got that screen up in the corner instead well. of you. Primo, I love you, man. I really appreciate your time. I know this is out of your comfort zone. In fact... I sit here many hours and wonder why I do this. And, you know, I was doing the dishes today. You know, uh, these, clean your room, Bucko. These ideas come to me, you know, while I'm doing the, me- the mechanical things like showering or other things that are mechanical and routine. And suddenly I, I, this idea hit me today. It's like, shit, we are providing a little bit of a service here. No one's talking yeah, we about are, the man. stuff that we're talking about. Nobody's taking an objective look at things and calling things for what the, how we see them. I mean, I, I say no one in the media sense. So we are providing, you know, somebody referred to me as a journalist in alternative media. I really bristle when I hear those descriptions because that's not how I see myself. I guess I, I guess I am. I mean, I bristled the same way when they said you're an artist. Like, uh, I interview musicians all the time. And they go, well, you're an artist. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't play shit. Well, I can't do what you do, so you're an artist. You create your own art. I'm like, oh, I am kind of artsy That's fartsy. right. We are providing a counterpoint. We're not anti-vax or anti-mask. We're kind of anti-news. You know, whatever they're yeah. saying, we're like the mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we both mirror what they do so that they can see what they've done. And so that the public can see what they've what they've done. So join us at WTF Niagara, the Jim Fannin Show. Thanks for teaming up with me, Jim. This has been a lot of fun. Every Thursday we've been doing this. Now this Stressful. is our third, third or fourth. Yeah, I'm putting you through it. I got 25 links I set up all week. We do this work all week. Um, actually, I'm unemployed, and I do this all the time. Unemployable. Um, not just unemployed, but unemployable. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I work on my tongue. own little projects, but this really is occupying my, my time. And, of course, uh, freedom isn't free, so I don't mind giving my time in this regard. Mm. Um, uh, eventually, perhaps, you know, we can take it to a next level or a different level and and, uh, and so forth. But, you know, for the time being, please support us by by liking and sharing, by following, by sending the posts to other people. Um, and also... 
I mean, if you actually respect us, then try to listen to what we're advocating for. Uh, if you're in the comments field of my group, uh, keep it easy. Somebody on my group referred to one of the female politicians we have. Maybe her tampon's in too long. Ooh. I deleted that comment. That comment is not that kind of a comment is not acceptable, not appropriate. It's Get out of here. All right, we are. Ooh. We and you know if if ever I've yeah. been if ever I've been uh, crass and so on and so forth, I regret it. I w I want better for myself and for the people who follow us. So. You know, if you if you really do are following our group and respect what we're we're about, and keep keep it to a good level. Keep it classy, baby. Keep it classy. <laughs> I can't, you, there we go. Turn them down. All right, Robbie. Thank you for the time, man. We kept you way too long and yeah. I ended up streaming that whole thing, so we'll come back with a rebroadcast at seven o'clock. But everyone just get a free piece. Of I'll be down. I'm down to come on here anytime with you guys. So you just let me know when. Thanks, I'll see Rob. You guys we'll soon. see you tomorrow and we'll see you next week. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good, buddy. Later, Take Robbie. care, guys. Oh. Well, that's how you do that. We're still on, though. Am I still on? Are we still on? Am I still on? Any closing thoughts? I guess if you want to check the comments yeah, since we've been on. live. Let's check the, through the comments. I prefer not. You know what? You scroll the comments. I'm going to put some music on. How All right. Let's, we'll check through the comments you can, here. Keep, you can keep scrolling. I'm going to put some wants some on. Jim Fannin. And uh, we'll sign off for now. Wait, that's the wrong Jim Fannin. We'll be back with a replay of the full episode. Are we doing the comments? Am I doing them live? Scro scroll through them. Yeah, I'm going to put music on live. Do we even have any? I don't know. Let's see here. Here's, Do we have uh, any comments? We got a like. Matt McPherson wants right. some. So I'm checking, out, checking through comments here. I got We're nothing. Up. Cutting his mic. Got nothing.
right now.